say, oh, there I am, is what we believe. We're an independent church. We're not tied to any dogma or doctrine of um, any organized religion. When people say, oh, I don't do organized religion, I say, that's okay, we're pretty disorganized. <laughs> and yet, in order to function, we have to know what it is that we do believe. What it is that we do believe, just the basis, the basics of it. And I love how in Kalinga Run, he's, our basis is love. That's what we say. We're the church of one love. Our basis is oneness and love. And Khalil Gibran said, if it's only love with hearts and flowers and peace signs and woo, but it's not love at depth. It's not loving the people that are hard to love. It's not holding space for love in situations of terror and hatred. Then it's not real love. You'll have a little bit of the feeling of love. And you'll laugh, but not all of your laughter. Because true, deep laughter comes after you understand what its opposite is. And you'll cry, but not all your tears. Because to truly cry is to reach the depths of your heart. So I'm talking about love, yes, Love, unconditional. That means not love if, not love when, not love sort of, kind of, not love for one person and not another. And y'all, that's the hardest. Not love for one situation and not another. Can you hold that? If we are all one, one in that divine loving presence, if we are created and creators, if we are all one in this one organism, then we must embrace it all. We must embrace it all. That doesn't mean that you get an excuse for not going out and changing what needs to be changed. It means that even as you're changing something that doesn't look good to you, you hold it in love, not in hatred. You know, Martin Luther King did that so beautifully. Many people, many people, I said this last week, had bloody revolution in mind and even started some, but the big changes happened, and they're still happening. There's still a long way to go. I'm aware of that. But the big changes happen when someone said, no, I will not let you make me hate anything, regardless of what you do to me. That's the kind of love I'm talking about. So what we believe on our website, it says there is one all-loving presence. Only one. You can call it what you want. Spirit. Energy. Divine Presence, the Universe, God, Love, Allah, Shiva, Brahman, doesn't matter. It always cracks me up when people say, oh no, I don't worship Allah. It's like, so you're saying there's two gods? Because as far as I know, there's only one. There's only one. And so somebody says God in a different language, 
or with a different idea behind it, perhaps. But sorry, God is God. God is God. Can you turn me down just a little bit? I'm hearing some nasty sibilance going on. So here's a clue, here's a here's a little trick that I've given you before. I'm going to give you again because it's been a while since I've said it. If you are reading anything anywhere or listening to someone speak anyone anywhere, and they use the word God, substitute the word love for that. And if it still makes sense, that's God. And if it doesn't make sense, that ain't God. I don't care where it is. I don't care who says it. I don't care where you read it. God hates. Love hates. Nope, doesn't work. God doesn't hate. We hate in our humanness, and we've assigned those, our frailties to God, who is the one without frailty. That is love itself. Not a being, perhaps. It's not the way I think of God. If that's the way you think of God, that's fine. But a being of perfect love cannot hate. Cannot. An energy of perfect love cannot hate. So that's our one, that's our number one. There is one all-loving presence and we are all a part of it. We are one with that spirit and with each other. We are one with God and one with each other. We are living in the heart of God. Not just God living in our hearts, but we are living in the heart of God. And when we realize that about ourselves, when we truly, truly get that, it makes it much more difficult for us to be petty <laughs> and greedy and all the other things that humans are. You know, that was my revolution in belief, is when I was pregnant with my daughter. I mean, it was just, I didn't know what that thing was. It was just something, it was just a pink line on a test. <laughs> I knew nothing else about her. And I knew that I loved her in a way that would never, ever end. That there was nothing she could do that would make me not love her. I'm not, she might disappoint me, but she's never going to be. I'm never going to not love her. So God is that love, that unconditional, that eternal love. And I decided at the moment that if God was pettier than me, I couldn't worship that God. I had to have a God that was at least as loving as me and hopefully a lot more. Because I put conditions on my love all the time. It's what we do when we are human. And yet, we have choice. We have choice. So change your mind, change your life is fundamental to who we are at the Church of One Love. You have choice. You can choose to see a situation with love. You can choose to replace a thought of fear or hatred or contempt with a thought of love. We have that choice in every moment. It's a hard choice to make, and that's what Khalil Gibran was talking about. It ain't easy, this love. It's easy to love those who love you. Jesus said the same thing. How easy is it to love those? What, what reward have you if you love only those who love you? Even the Pharisees do as much, he said. So what I say is love your enemies. 
Pray for those who persecute you. Ah, that's the hard part. Wisdom and truth are universal. There's no one right way except the way of love. That is what we embrace here as a community. That there, if truth is truth, then it's true everywhere. If it's only true in this one place, then how is that true? How is that true? And really, over and over and over again, if you read the sacred literature, it all says the same thing. Now, it tells stories and myths about different things, but its direction is always the same. We are on a journey to love. Love is already in us and with us. We are already in love. So we don't actually have to leave where we are, except we have to change our minds. And when we change our minds, then we change our outer lives. And prayer is powerful. Prayer is the way we commune with the heart of God, in the heart of God. Does that make sense? So prayer isn't what I beg God for. Please, 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 please. I won't say I've never prayed like that. I have. But I've learned to pray, let this cup pass from me, but if it be thy will, I will be done. I will be done. Sometimes I have to do things I really don't want to do, but when I examine them at their depth, love tells me I have to walk through that. I have to walk that path. And that is the way to freedom. So prayer doesn't change God's mind. We're not trying to change God's mind. And have, Please, God, give me something that you weren't going to give me. Or you're going to give someone else. That is all based upon an idea of lack. That there's not enough in this world. That there's not enough love. That there's not enough abundance. And there is. And as John Lennon said, it, it only is not enough when some people hoard part of it and leave other people without it. In spirit, we are all the same. But in our human bodies, we do all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. But here is what we believe also. To heal ourselves is to heal the world. If you are in the heart of God and you bring unconditional love to yourself and to all that you do to the best of your ability, you think loving thoughts, you speak loving words, then that change changes everything. Everything. It's not just you changing. If we are one, you know, if you have a sore on your hand and it's partially healed, do you say, well, this is healed, but not the rest of it? I mean, you can't really, you can't sort it out. It's on its way toward health. Some healing has happened, and the more healing happens, the more we get close to wholeness. And it's a paradox we have to hold in our minds that wholeness is already ours. We wounded ourselves. <laughs> And we're responsible for our healing so that we can come back to that wholeness that we always were, but forgot that we were when we started looking at everything around us and making up stories about it. Our role as a church, this is very important to me. What are we here for? What are we here for? Are we here so I can have a job? No. We're here 
to support that evolution. We're here to support that healing. We're here to support that growth. That's what we're here for. Now, yes, you can grow all by yourself, but isn't it nice to have somebody say, yes, you're on the right track? Or, oh, honey, I've been there. I will hold you while you walk through it. Or, of course, I will pray for you. I will pray with you. Of course, I am here for you. Let's break bread. Let's commune with our spirits. You can do that with bread and wine. You can also do it with a hamburger. Anytime you see the truth shining in another's eyes and open your heart to that truth and think and speak and act from that truth, that is holy communion. Communion simply means bringing together. So that is holy communion. What is more holy than that? Then my love and your love, recognizing that it's not different, that it's all in love. That's our role as a church, and that's why I believe it, this, is a, this is a message that people need to hear. This is a message that lots of people need to hear. Because people out in the world think they're not enough. I'm here to tell you, you are enough. If you feel that something needs to be changed, then all you have to do is go within and start making choices for love. People think there is not enough. There is enough. There is more than enough. There is no lack in God. But when we hoard our good, afraid, you know, what are possessions? Khalil Gran says this too. What are possessions? except the thing that you hold on to in case you need it tomorrow. <laughs> what are possessions? <laughs> Jesus said, you know, the birds don't worry about what they're going to wear or what they're going to eat. God provides. God provides. The Hebrews out in the wilderness, when they escaped from Egypt and were on their way to the promised land, were given manna from heaven every day. Now, who knows what that was? I don't know. It was a way for them to eat. And every day was provided, and yet every day they tried to save some for tomorrow, just in case it's not provided again, just in case God stops being God, just in case love stops being enough. And it spoiled. It didn't last. Think of the ways that we can apply this to our lives. Good, the only good there is, is good right now. And if there's not good right now, change your mind about it. See the good in it. Explore the good in it. Say the kind words, even if you don't feel them, and eventually you'll believe yourself. Do the kind thing, even if it... Even if you don't want to, eventually it will become habit to be kind. Give freely. Even if it scares you, eventually it becomes a habit. And it's the all to give freely is the only way for you to ever recognize that God is pouring abundance on you. As long as you're holding things with closed hands, that's probably all you're gonna get. It's a handful. 
soon as we open our hands, we realize that there is a flow, there is a love that doesn't go away, it doesn't take a break, it doesn't go on vacation. It flows constantly, and it flows constantly as all kinds of good in our lives. Our relationships, our ideas, our work, our play, all kinds of good in our lives. So the last thing that I'll say is that my role here, the way I see my role here, well, it's probably not the last thing I'll say. I'll say other things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not going to stop talking. Y'all know that. <coughs> is to, my role is simply to help, to teach what I know and what I have learned from the masters and hopefully to be an example of what I teach. And I get to be an example both ways. I get to be an example of how, oops, that didn't work. And an example of, here's what I'm doing and it's working for me. And I try very hard every day, every day. But I'm not above anybody. We're all trying hard every day. I'm just the lucky one who gets to have it as a job that I get to love and support you all. And you all love and support each other in, and teach each other in the same way as you just don't get paid for it. How clever am I? <laughs> so, um, that's all it is, is to, and, I, and, and to hold space. To know that wherever you are now, you are also growing in love. You're, and so you're not growing in love if you're already love, right? You're growing in your realization of love. And when I say, we say realize, often that means that we, oh, we suddenly had a thought. But that's to idealize. To realize, it means it becomes real. And so our job is to realize the love that we are. To realize it, to make it real in the world and in our lives. So, I believe in the divine presence in every person. Ugh. That's a hard thing to say because immediately when I say that out loud, some people come to mind and I'm like, yeah, it's hard to see it in you. We all know that. And yet, I keep breathing. I keep my heart open. I do not close it. I do not close it. That's all it takes is for me to not close my heart. Is for me to not exclude someone from my love. That's all it takes. And we pride ourselves on being an inclusive community. Being a place where people who have not been accepted at other places can come and take a deep breath and relax and know you are absolutely welcome here. Also, I believe in the power of forgiveness. Of course, the miracle says forgiveness is really the reason why we're here at all. We have this idea that we're separate from God and we have to forgive ourselves for it. <laughs> We have to forgive all the ways that we perpetuate that idea that somehow God is far from us. So forgiveness means, I love uh, Emily Cady's description of forgiveness. She says it's to give something for. It's not enough just to not be mad. What happens is that we give love into the situation. 
situation until our ability to hold on to being mad about it or grudging or whatever dissolves. Because that's what love does. Love dissolves everything unlike itself because love is the greatest power in the world. There's not a lot of things that I say that I say absolutely this is the truth because we all have our own truths. I really do believe our tagline is many paths, one spirit. And when I say many paths, I'm not just talking about five major religions or all the indigenous religions. I'm talking about the path where you don't believe in God. I think people who don't believe in God do God's will all the time. Every time they love. And when I talk to them, I like to let them know that I don't believe in the same God that they don't believe in. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in that either. Woo! No. I believe in love, though. I believe in love. So we're here for each other. We're here for each other, and we're here to find that way to forgive ourselves for the ways that we see ourselves as having fallen short, as well as to forgive others for the ways that we see them falling short. Because actually, when we judge others, all we've done is take the attention off here. I may not be feeling so good about me, but you're worse. Whew, look what he did. Takes the attention off me. And to keep the attention over and over, keep bringing it back to, and me, how about my love? How am I doing with love today? How am I doing in love today? How comfortable am I today in the heart of God? Do I realize that I'm there? Can I act from that place? That's our work. And it is beautiful work. There is nothing better than to be able to engage in this work. And I'm so grateful that I have a place to engage in this work where I get to be with others who are also thus engaged. I love you all deeply and unconditionally. Amen. shining in every single cell of your body. 
Imagine that when you allow yourself to shine. As you walk through life, there is no place that is truly dark. Now imagine that that light is the one light. When you see rays of light coming through the window, you can't say, this is that ray, and this is that ray, and this is that ray, and we're not the same, they're separate. I need my ray, you've got your ray. No. We are all rays of that one light, shining, shining, shining to the extent that we allow ourselves. So in this moment, breathe in.